This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'd like to point out we are on Sons of the Shoe. Um, don't know where Tiger got out of the cage with 92 through the fan, but Nick and Spencer <laughs> back here. And it's funny, I think, you know, watching Caleb DeBoer get the, um, or Kalen DeBoer get the Alabama job has brought up a lot of conversations just about the situation he walks into. And it's funny because, like, I don't, I don't know you could have walked into a better situation if you're Kalen DeBoer walking into a playoff team from last year. And yet, because of the implications of taking over for Nick Saban, people are acting like he's walking into a cursed job. And I cannot figure out how... There's almost like a bless your heart attitude towards Kalen DeBoer being the new head coach at Alabama. I think it's simply because you're, who you're following. Like I, I think it's as plain as that. Like you are following it. it we have these like you have goat debates in all sports. LeBron, MJ, uh, you know Belichick, Shula, whatever at the NFL level. Like whatever, whatever goat topic you want to throw out there. Nick Saban is undisputedly the greatest college football coach of all time. Like, I don't even think it's up for discussion. Like you could throw somebody at me and I would probably just laugh. I think maybe the person who comes closest is another Hugh Alabama. Jackson. At, Gram- at Grambling state, big time winner down there. huh? <laughs> Too soon. Um, Jeez. <laughs> Freddie um, kitchens. No, where, where is he? Where is he now? I don't even know. Um, but yeah, like you could throw somebody at me at the college level and and I, like I'd probably laugh you off because I, I don't think there's anybody that comes close. So yes, while while you're you, you made the the born on third base reference at the end of the, the first segment there, like he's stepping into a situation, getting the keys to the car, getting the keys to a shiny new car, and the, the his job is just not to crash it. But I think that's easier said than done when you're following the guy who drove it as smooth as anybody. You know what I mean? Like He's got to try to keep a lot of these recruits around who didn't commit to him. Um, I, you know, I actually had a conversation with um, Amari Cooper last week in the, in, in the Browns locker room. 
And I, it was, I basically just wanted to talk to him about Nick Saban and the impact he had on him as a player and all this different stuff when that news broke. And I mean, Amari Cooper flat out said, like, I was a kid from Miami. I, like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Alabama other than um, the Montgomery bus boycott with, with, you know, MLK. Like that, that was the only thing that he basically had of reference to of Alabama before he went to school there. And he, he, he admitted like Nick Saban was a big reason why I went because I knew he was going to get me ready for the NFL. I knew he was a great coach and that was the big lure. So is Kalen DeBoer the same thing? I, I do think it helps that you have Saban. It sounds like still sort of around in the shadows. He's going to be part of the process. And I'm sure he's going to talk to guys about, you know, try to sell them on why Kalen's message or Kalen's um, the right man for the job and why they should still buy in. But it's different when it's not the person that you were committing to. We know recruiting is so much about relationships. So I just think it's it's a difficult situation because you're, uh, again, the guy you're following. Nobody wants to follow the guy. They want to follow the guy that followed the guy. So it's it's whoever comes after Kalen DeBoer is actually in a better situation than Kalen DeBoer. So are, are we talking about head coaching or glory holes? Because I can't tell. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> Maybe both, I guess. Better, uh, is it better to follow the guy or follow the guy that follows the guy? Who really knows? Um, so Get some sloppy sevenths or something. Yeah, I mean, who who doesn't, right? I love leftovers personally. Like, uh, <laughs> just like give me day old lasagna, brother. Like, and I'm just I'm living the dream. Um, so here's the thing. There's really no difference in the situation that Ryan Day stepped in. Um, four years ago to the one that Kalen DeBoer stepped in. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess maybe, you know, Urban Meyer's thought to be one of the greatest coaches. He's not the GOAT. Maybe that's the difference. Um, and, and maybe in terms of internal pressure, like it's funny now that people at Ohio say, oh, well, Ohio, you know, Ryan Day's not an Ohio guy. It's like um, he, ha- he had double the experience as a, assistant coach in Columbus that that Urban Meyer did and Urban qualified as an Ohio guy so I don't really know what makes an Ohio guy if somebody was an assistant before becoming the head coach at Ohio State but I think you know like I, I think even that like only having two years as an assistant has hurt Ryan Day because he's just not seen as an Ohio guy I think Kalen DeBoer walks into a very similar situation and it's funny because Kalen DeBoer as um, a head coach early in his career at a much lower level won I think three national championships in four years he went to then he bounced around as people's you know o, o coordinator but Fresno State I think it was 19 wins in two years in Washington I think it was something like 25 and two or something ridiculous like that so the it's there like you can he knows how to coach football he knows how to win what I think the problem is it's almost similar to Ryan Day. Kalen DeBoer has never really stepped in at this level and won consistently with his own players, right? Lasted two years at Fresno, two years at Washington. That's not to say he can't do it, but it is part of the conversation that you don't know that when you get three years in and that roster is fully his, whatever name, image, and likeness to steal a Dabo Sweeney quote, it was built in, can he can he sustain, right? I, I have no doubt that the same way that Ryan Day kind of sustained winning of Urban's, uh, you know, uh, class and crew the first couple of years, I have no doubt Kalen, uh, Kalen DeBoer could do it. 
But I really think, in the, and right now, where's Ryan Day in? Well, you haven't beat Michigan in three years. I think Kalen DeBoer steps into a situation where I think he could have more immediate success, meaning he could win a national title next year at Alabama if he keeps the band back together while also bringing in the right quarterback if Jalen Milrow transfers out. But man, I got to say, long-term, the problem isn't immediate success when both guys were effectively born on third base. And make no mistake about it. It, just because Kalen DeBoer wasn't there doesn't mean that this is he he is rounding home. That's the kind of uh, situation that he is he is walking into in Alabama. I think the question becomes: Can that guy win once Nick Saban's image is is get you get farther and away from that, and you're three or four years down the road, and that program is entirely your own. I, I think that is why it makes that job almost feel more difficult to me. I mean, I you bring up the you know comparison to Ohio State. I I think seeing what we've seen. I mean, we just spent the whole first segment sort of talking about Ryan Day and what he needs to accomplish, what has to happen for him to keep his job and the pressures that are, are already on him. Um, I I, like, I think following up Urban Meyer was hard enough at Ohio State, where now you have to, like you said, now you have to follow up Nick Saban, like. And and th- this is so. If we're sort of trying to, if the point we're trying to get to here is which job is is the better job or the job that you would rather be stepping into, I think the answer is Ohio State because you have a better like like winning the Big Ten is um, objectively not as difficult as winning the SEC, and. Yeah, so Ohio State has this image to uphold, uphold and this, you know, history to uphold. And they've won national championships and the Urban Meyer days aren't so far removed that you don't remember them um, that you can still like like you can still get there. But I think there's already already been internal pressures on Ryan Day in that same vein. I think with DeBoer, it's just it, it's twofold. Like and I here's the other difference, too. We're sitting here talking about first segment the main goal at Ohio State is beat your biggest rival. And I'm not saying that doesn't matter at Alabama. Like, they want to beat Auburn every year. But I, I think that for for you at, at, at Alabama, the main goal seems to be you're playing for national championships because of the standard that, that um, Nick Saban established. So I'm not saying that he has to win a national championship this year, Kalen DeBoer. But I do think, like, there's there's more pressure to do that. Like Ryan Day, the bar is a little bit lower. I, I, like I, I, I know we just said that they'll move it. Like fans will gradually move it if he wins the Big Ten next year. But the main goal going to twenty twenty four is listen, just beat Michigan, and we'll start to rethink some things and 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 about how we feel about you. Like that. That's if he does that, then he's kind of sitting pretty going into twenty twenty five. Kalen DeBoer, it's going to be like okay, yeah, we get it. There's an adjustment period. There's some growing pains. You're trying to convince guys to stay. So if you don't win it this year, fine. But by year two, they're going to be like, hey, we got to see you getting deep into the playoff and making this thing interesting. Then by year three, you almost have to win one or else you're talking about a a fan base that's going to sort of lose you quickly. Like one of my takes last week was that I don't know that Kalen DeBoer is even going to get to the end of that eight-year contract because I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to win immediately. And I don't know that that, that's going to happen. So I, I just think that's a more difficult situation to be stepping into and it does have a lot to do with who you're following. When you're following the guy who's the greatest of all time, that's very, very difficult to do, even though that same guy has also set you up to have sustained success. Um, but you're right. Like, will the aura of Nick Saban still matter 
in three, four, five years if that program regresses. So I'll be honest with you. I think it is a bit of a um, a moving target. Which job is tougher? Um, I think a lot of that corresponds with who are you taking over for? What's the situation you're walking into? And I will admit, I mean, Nick Saban winning six national titles has raised the bar. But I just look at it like if on any given year, you beat Michigan or you win a national title at Ohio State, you're successful, right? Um, I look at Alabama, and there's one way, and that one way is winning yeah. a national championship. Like, but I, but I think, uh, but I think the ultimate, ultimate to like keep everybody happy is you have to win two games a year if you're Ohio State. You have to, you know, the expectation is to beat Michigan and a national title. Whereas at, at Alabama, it's just win a national title. And some of that is the Alabama-Auburn bowl. The, sorry, the Alabama-Auburn game has been diminished a bit because Auburn has been caca outside of like one or two moments for the last 20 years. Um, but no, I mean, I think that's I think that's really interesting. I think it's almost easier to do that at Alabama because if you run through the SEC, you're going to have a chance to go ahead. But like, if you said you could win a national championship every year but lose to Auburn, I would venture to say a majority of Bama fans would take that win. Yeah. At, at Columbus, I think the bar is, no, 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 no. We win the national championship and we beat Michigan. That's the only way we'll be fully happy. See, but I still think beating Michigan is an easier task than going like, – like, everyone wants to win a national championship. You're the one team that your job is to beat Michigan, right? Like you're, I don't mean to say like it's a diminished goal. It's not as important because it is, but I'm saying to go into a season and be like, our number one goal is let's beat Michigan and win the big 10 because we do that. Um, versus go win a national championship. Like everyone's got their sights on the championship. Everyone's building rosters to go accomplish that thing. You're sort of the target of uh, a lot of these other teams like Lane Kiffin, you know, he's tweeting about the schedule next year, not having Bama on it because he basically wants a piece of Bama. Like everybody knows what you did to them over the last basically two decades with Saban at the helm. They now want a piece of you because they want to get their, their pound of flesh because you've carved them up for so many years. So I just think it's a harder task to accomplish that, especially in the NIL era where talent's being spread out more and there's all this money being spent on bringing guys in and you got Duke with a five-star quarterback and you got, Kyle McCord, who's a five-star quarterback going to Syracuse. Like you got all these different things kind of shifting and happening and moving. Um, so I think that Alabama's goal is a little bit harder when you don't have Nick Saban and you're in a different era of football than what he was even in than just simply saying, okay, your job is to beat Michigan. I'll also say this, Nick, both these, I, I think I'm somebody who subscribes to the idea that all fan bases are kind of cultish, but I also mm -hmm. think there's a levels to those Colts and Ohio state's up there. Ohio State fans, admittedly, being one is is a bit of a cult. But Bama fans are – they're not quite Texas A&M cult level, but they're definitely up there in terms of one of the more cult fan bases. I mean, they had a guy call to the Paul Feinbaum show and then go poison – what's the name of the tree at, at Auburn? That, that's the, the, the biggest rival, the, the, the tree that they throw the toilet paper on, and they did it, the other, I, they did it last week. I think his name is Jim. <laughs> that's the name of the tree? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, no, it, could, it, it could be Matthew. Very classical names for trees in, in Alabama. <laughs> maybe, maybe Tommy. There but is the tree, name. His name is real Thomas. There is a name for like that. Um, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's coming to me. 
It's coming to it's me. It's coming it's... to you because you're Googling. Don't bullshit me here. Rumor's Everyone... Corner. Rumor's Corner. Everyone can clearly see well, you Googling, and you're I like, knew... oh, it's coming to me. <laughs> oh, know? in the distance, I see a no. light. Like, <laughs> Uh, tumor's corner. I knew, like the part that came to me was like the corner part, but I couldn't remember what the first word was. So that's yeah, why so Google it came. So it didn't come to you. Google you came in handy Google. to finish off what was coming to me. No, um, but yeah, like you got to be another kind of crazy to do something like that. So I don't know. I is think that family is a little harsher. Is it tougher to win? Or sorry, is the tougher job Ohio State? Or Alabama. We're trying to Google Tumor's Corner while you're on a podcast. Yeah. Also, how <laughs> full of shit was Spencer? Oh, it's coming to me. Oh, I see the light, Lord. Oh, he's conveying the information to me. Ah, oh, Tumor's Corner. Yeah, yeah, because it says it on your, your damn computer. Uh, drop your comments here on 92 Through the Fan YouTube channel or at Nick Wilson says at Spencito underscore on X. When we come back, we got a potential new athletic director, the Michigan Panic Meter, and more, but first a word from our sponsors.